Welcome to the podcast for Resurrection Lutheran Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm Pastor Garrett Buvinghausen, and it is Thursday, March 26th, 2020. The following is the audio recording from this morning's Matins service. If you have a copy of the Lutheran service book and would like to follow along, you can turn to page 219. verse 1. 
And the congregation will respond whole verse by whole verse, beginning at verse 2. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach you. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. The Old Testament reading for today is from, is from 2 Kings chapter 4. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there is the Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the, Lord has and, the, and the Lord has hidden it from me, and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask the Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not reply, and lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he rose and followed her. 
Um, Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore he, therefore he, therefore he returned to meet him and told him, the child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he, then he, then he went up and, and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth into the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned, then he summoned Gehazi and said, call this, call this, call this Shunammite. So he called her. And when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. And Elisha came again to Gilgal, when there was a famine in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. He said to his servant, Set on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The New Testament lesson for today is from Luke chapter 7. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched and touched and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we are again today, gathered around God's word, hearing what he has to tell us, and surprisingly or unsurprisingly, depending on who you ask, God's word is always relevant for us, no matter what time or place we find ourselves in. Especially in this time of, um, of pandemic, some would call it a plague. In this time of shortages, some people would say also famine in some places. And we see that in our text from 2 Kings chapter 4 and Luke chapter 7, there is this common denominator of death. And in the midst of death, there's sorrow, there's mourning, there's hardship, and rightfully so. Death is a horrible thing. It's the thing that came into the world when Adam and Eve sinned, and the wages of sin is death. But here also we see that in the midst of this mourning and this pain and suffering from death, we also see life. And we see life in especially Luke chapter 7, where we see that Jesus comes and he, he sees this, this, excuse me, he sees this widow and she has lost her only son. He is the only one who could have ever taken care of her. And now she would be left alone by herself. And Jesus has mercy on her, and he comes up and touches the bier or the casket, and the bearers stood still, and he says, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And then Jesus gave him to his mother. The only reason that Jesus could do this is because He is the one who ultimately rose himself from death. And we see him do these wonderful things in the midst of all this sorrow so that we would know that he does the same for us. He rises us from the death of sin, death and the power of the devil. He rises us from these things because of his death and resurrection on the third day. In the midst of all this time where we put our trust in a lot of external goods, uh, I hear things are getting better as far as uh, people not hoarding so much toilet paper and milk and eggs and, and uh, what have you. But we're seeing that nonetheless people are panicking. People are putting their trust in these material things as if they will save them, as if on the last day their toilet paper will be their Lord and Savior. It sounds funny, but it's actually very tragic. It's very tragic because, well, in times like these, we start to wonder just why we are suffering. In fact, we're, the, the government is now debating on whether or not there should be a stimulus package to help people out. And regardless of your politics, people are saying, why should I be punished for something that isn't my fault? 
But that is our lot in life, both Christians and non-Christians alike. But for Christians, we have the understanding that God allows these things to happen, not because he's some cruel tyrant, not because he is some, uh, some horrible deity that doesn't really care about what's going on here, but he allows these things to happen. In fact, sometimes he even causes these things to happen so that we would remember what the true priority is, who is truly important, that faith is ultimately important, that the salvation won by Christ is the most important thing, that in the midst of all this, we might recover. And people are optimistic, saying we will get through this because we've gotten through things before. But the thing is, is that even if we do get better, even if this pandemic does uh, die down and things get better and they kind of go back to the way they were, everyone will think, whew, crisis averted. But if they don't have Christ, if they don't have the, the grace of God that was won for them by, by Christ shedding his blood for them, they will be worse off in the end. And it will not be a good outcome for them. But we should, instead of panicking, instead of hoarding goods and things which actually would harm our neighbor because they won't be able to get to them because of our, because of our hoarding tendencies, instead of these things, instead of putting trust in, in goods, we should put our trust in the one true God who not only raised different people from, from death in Scripture, as we see, but who also raises us from the death of sin and will raise us from the dead on the last day so that we could join him in eternal, um, in eternal blessedness and the new heaven and the new earth. So we give thanks to God for all of the good things he gives us. We also give thanks to him for all of the things that would cause us trouble and tribulation because in the end, those things are sent in the most basic way to strengthen our faith so that we would continue to turn to Christ regardless of the calamity that falls upon us. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, amen. We continue on with the Te Deum on page 
bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen the lord be with you
together with the offerings we bring before you as our humble service. Grant your Holy Spirit to those who come to the who come to the Lord's table, that they may that they may receive the body and blood of Christ in sincere repentance and firm faith and to their abundant blessing. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Be with you all.